Dunn Custom Car Care. All right. Good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Sarah, you're loaded for bear today. I am. So, you know, we've got a pretty major holiday coming up here. And Mm -hmm. typically we like to do a road trip show. So I thought, why don't we get ahead of the curve here and do it this weekend? So we had uh, our good friend of the show and good friend in general, Mr. Wyatt, Kyle Wyatt, was in the... uh, the shop this week, oh, and yes. we're getting them ready, and I believe they are going to take a road trip. And this is usually one of the shows Kyle always wants us to do. Well, there you go. Listen up, the road Kyle. trip show. Yes. They're a lot of fun. I enjoy they them. They're kind of stress-free. So yeah. I pulled up the stats from AAA for okay. the travel expectations. So Memorial Day weekend, over 42 million Americans are expected to take trips this summer. Okay. So during the three-day Memorial Day holiday weekend, which is typically the unofficial start of the summer travel season in the United States, more than 42 million Americans are planning to travel at least 50 miles away from home, and that's according to AAA. Now, of course, this article lists all different types of travel, whether you're traveling by plane Mm -hmm. or train, uh, but I focus specifically on road trips. So about 37.1 million Americans are taking road trips this year, which is up 6%. Let me try that again. (laughs) Up 6% from 2022, although it's still shy of pre-pandemic levels by about 500,000 travelers. Then, of course, AAA cites that gallons of gas are a little bit lower than what they were last year. Still not really low in my humble opinion, but to each their own. Now, travelers should avoid driving during peak hours and try to use alternate routes if possible. The worst time to travel is estimated to be from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. local time on Friday, May 26th. However, minimal traffic impact is expected throughout the following Saturday and Sunday, according to AAA's forecast. So are you planning on taking a trip? I am hoping to. Um, I had never been to, well, I take that back. I'd never spent a lot of time in Florida as a kid or oh, uh-huh. traveled there. Um, Stacy, my missus, she is from Destin, Fort Walton Beach area. Oh, I did not know that. And she, she said, you know, how awesome it was before we initially took a trip. And we've been there a few times now. But I'm hooked. I... I love that area, Mm -hmm. and the beach is absolutely amazing. So we're hoping probably in the fall, so we're not going to be one of the the, uh, folks taking a trip. But I know a lot of them out there are, and the trip prep, I guess, is pretty much the same no matter when and never we go. So um, we're having a lot of people come into the shops. Again, our friends of the show and, and of the company, the Wyatts, are taking a trip so we were getting their van all ready to go i think we are ordering some parts i'm going to do some service for them just to be like that extra uh proactive to make sure they're in good shape before they take their road trip there you go yeah well i'm thinking about going either which these two places are like totally different <laughs> sure i am either wanting to go to montana oh yes and there is a road in montana and it is i'm gonna probably butcher it i think it's called the going to the sun 
Road. Really? I'm going to have to look this up. I'm going to look it up. I always mess up the name, so I'm sure somebody's shouting at me right now. So you've already done this, I assume. I have not. Oh, you have not. Okay, no. so this is an unknown at this point. Yes, yeah, so it's called Going to the Sun Road, and it is absolutely beautiful. Really? It looks like something you would see in the movie The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. Almost. Okay. It's like you're on the side of a mountain. Oh, I would love that It's kind of stuff. absolutely beautiful, and you have to do reservations oh, to, to really? get on the road. Yes. Holy cow. And it's just... We uh, Glacier National Park. Glacier National Park. Mm-hmm. So probably northern part of uh, Montana, I would assume, or central, southern. Do you yes, have an idea? And I mean, I'm going to find a photo to show you it. And maybe I'll throw it on our Facebook. We studied that area when I was in like high school. I think everybody probably did. Mm-hmm. And I was always really intrigued. Oh, my. Isn't you that ain't pretty? kidding. I know. That is absolutely awesome. I was always intrigued by that area, but I've never really spent time out west. That's like one of my, I don't say bucket list things, because hopefully I'm not close to kicking the bucket anytime soon. But um, out west or traveling or long road trips is definitely on my list of things to do. I'd love to make it out to Washington State. I hear that is absolutely beautiful. I've got a, a friend shop owner that I believe is from there, and he showed me some photos of the waterfalls that are out there. And you know, flying is one thing, and and I enjoy flying. Actually, I absolutely love the takeoff and landing portion of that. As weird as that may be for everybody out there, but um, the road trip portion of that, I feel like, is lost. Obviously, because you're not doing it, and you miss so much in the flyover states. And then once you get out to the the uh, west coast, there definitely something to to look into. Yeah, see, I've never been to that part hmm. of the United States, so all I really need to do is go to that little. Uh, section of like um, Upper California, yeah. you know, Oregon, Washington, uh, that little corner of the mm-hmm. of the United States, and then I need to go to Maine and then just drive down the East Coast, yeah. and then I'll knock every state off. Awesome! Yeah, I know. I'm getting there slowly. The redwood forest out there is something I've see always been intrigued, and would love to you know experience it through the drive and getting there and staying there. Um, we bought a camper, I guess it's been a few years ago now, and really enjoy that part of it and would like to kind of experience it along the way. Mm-hmm. Definitely a big deal. I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there doing this. So when we're talking road trips, there is a lot of different planning that you have to do. Oh, yeah. Whether you're planning your route that you're taking, um, you know, how many days you're going to be gone. Uh, one thing that we really like to highlight on on the show is maintenance, of mm-hmm. course. And so there's tons of maintenance that needs to be done if you're taking your own personal oh, vehicle yeah. on this trip. So I made myself a little handy awesome. list of things. Look at you. I know. So here's a couple things. And of course, feel free to chime in because you are the expert here. (laughs) I do what I can. (laughs) So the first thing that came to my mind is definitely check your fluids and replace your filters. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next thing is your wipers. That's one thing that people forget about. I know that I do it. I actually just replaced my wipers. Like, well done. I know, like maybe a month ago because I got tired of Mm -hmm. it, you know, making that horrible screeching sound every time it it went by. So definitely make sure to check your wipers. Also check your brakes as well. Mm -hmm. 
uh, your battery. Mm-hmm. It's another important one. And then also check your AC and your heating as well. And we're kind of in that in that weird little area mm-hmm. of uh, spring going into summer where you're kind of using your AC. Maybe you're still using your heat uh, in the morning oh, time because yeah. it's still a little crisp out. But if you haven't used it yet, it's right now is a perfect time. And don't use AC in a can. No. 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 That's right. <laughs> Um, also, which is something that I don't think that we have really put on our checklist before, but it's a really important thing that I feel like people oftentimes don't check, which is doing a transmission check as well. Mm-hmm. Just just a simple maintenance check on your transmission. Especially because typically you are hauling more cargo. Mm-hmm. And the more cargo is more weight that the vehicle's pulling, so the transmission temperature is going to be up. Um I I tow a trailer quite often, so I'm like super crazy over the top because I don't want to have to buy a transmission and put it in. <laughs> Mainly it's a selfish reason, but uh, you're exactly right. So some of the folks, and I'll give you some instances. Some of, I'm a big Honda fan. I love Honda. Any of your smaller SUVs, we have a Honda Element as our like just kind of run around grocery getter. That's what Stacy drives most of the time. It's easy to park. It's very spacious. But the payload capacity of that vehicle is only 900 pounds. Now, you think when you go on a trip, oh, you got, you know, two adults in there, probably some children, and all the stuff that goes along with the children. It doesn't take that long to exceed the payload capacity of that vehicle. So you really got to watch it. I saw some folks a few years ago. Well, it's been probably close to 10 years ago now. But I think it was a Civic, if I remember correctly. They were moving cross-country, and they loaded everything that they owned in there, and then it overheated the engine, essentially ruined the engine not too far from from Springfield, and it came down to they had too much weight in the vehicle, and they were, they were pushing it too hard, too fast, and they didn't keep tabs on things, and it essentially killed the car. They didn't end up fixing it, unfortunately, Dang. but I bring that up as a real-world example that... To your point, the transmission is extremely important. Anything above like 220 on the trans temp, it starts uh, releasing some of the friction material. Not to like nerd out here, but I'm going to just a little bit. And so you can have a perfectly good transmission, low miles vehicle, etc. Everything's cool. But if you exceed and overheat the temperature of the fluid, you will ruin a transmission even if it's brand new. So you you. Don't that that doesn't add to the trip, I guess. The trip experience. Yeah, definitely no. don't want to find yourself in a transmission no. shop in a different state. Actually I had a, another experience with a good customer. I think they were in like Wyoming, Montana, that kind of area mm-hmm. out there. And they ended up having truck issues and they pulled into a Ford dealer and just bought a new truck because oh. they, they were towing their camper. They couldn't be down. And so he left it there. And he decided to, you know, let everything get taken care of and then flew back out to get his truck back. He didn't trade his truck in. So he stole the catalytic converters <gasps> off of it while it was sitting at the dealership. Oh, my gosh. What a mess. Yeah. I was like, you talk about add insult to injury. It's just unreal. So nobody wants to make that part of their vacation story. But Sarah and I are going to step into a break. We'll pick it up on the other side right after this. Your complete car care solution. One custom car care. 
All right, welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. This is a road trip show. Road trip. So you had a, a little 5x9 card over there. I do. Did we, did we make it through all that? We didn't. Before we go too far, I'm going to tell kind of how retentive I am. You can fill in the previous part of that. Okay. I, to your wiper point of view, super picky on wipers. Um, honestly, we tried, I bet, over a dozen wipers before we started stocking the wipers uh, that we use now. But in hand in hand with that, every time I stop and fuel, I clean the windows with the brush. Mm-hmm. And if there is a fuel station that I have been to before that I like the way they do their brushes, like a lot of times I'll stop at a travel center or a truck stop because they have the long, like six foot handled uh-huh. for 18 wheelers. And for like my big trucks, that's a big deal. So I'll intentionally stop there. But I actually carry additional gallons of washer fluid with me and mm-hmm. I refill the washer fluid because... When I'm traveling, it it never fails. I'll be trucking down the road, and I'll get this giant bug smear right in the right in my main view, and I just can't stand it. So it, I would recommend carrying extra washer fluid with you. What are the wipers that you recommend? Uh, we have a few different ones. They're more standardized at this. Uh, SureGuard, I believe, is what we use. I am running some Bosch wiper blades on another vehicle just as like a, a test. I like to experience different stuff so if i can find something better we'll move to it the SureGuard ones have been wonderful um i've had decent luck with the rainex uh beam blades they have been good um uh, when we went down to florida i don't remember the name of these blades but it's an interesting story we were down there during one of the tropical storms that came through Mm. and you would think that that would put a rain on your parade like literally no pun intended Um, And I stopped, and I knew I needed wipers before we left. I didn't put them on. When I stopped, I think it was an advanced auto parts. The only wipers they had were $68 for two wipers. But I kind of, like, figured that this is what I get for not doing it before we go on a trip, so that's my penalty, if you will. However, those were the best wiper blades I ever had. For 68 bucks. they better be. But as we left, that tropical storm followed us almost back to Missouri. And I was so thankful to have Rain-X. That's the other thing that I do is I am adamant about performing a Rain-X treatment. And there is a Rain-X concentrate that you can add to your washer fluid. But on the way home, as we were on the interstate following those big trucks and it was pouring rain, I was so thankful to have good, the, the top of the line wiper blades. Um, but... Before we go on a trip, I'm going to put new wiper blades on now yeah, because of that experience. So, Okay, so let's run through this list real okay, quick because yep. uh, we mentioned it in our first segment. So check your fluids, mm-hmm. replace filters, yep. wipers, brakes, battery, your AC and heating, mm-hmm. your transmission check. Yep. Here's a new one. Check lights. Make sure that your brake lights work, your headlights work, your blinkers, all of that Good stuff. Advice. Yes. Good advice. You don't want to be on a dark road. On a dark desert highway <laughs> with uh, no no lights on, yes. that is no bueno. No. So don't do that to yourself. Also make sure to inspect your tires and also make sure to check your spare. Now we've been talking about tires quite a bit here in the last couple of months mm-hmm. and their prices. Have, oh my. Has the inflation on tires kind of stopped? Is it hovering? It's somewhat plateaued, but okay. it's significantly more than it was, say, three years ago at this point in time. It's I would venture to say it's up at a minimum 35% and 
probably more the norm is closer to 50%. And I don't see it coming down anytime soon. So if people are thinking, oh, gosh, I know I need to go ahead and get tires, Mm -hmm. should they go ahead and get them now? Or are they going to be okay to maybe wait a week or two? So I would assess kind of the condition of the tires that you have at the moment. There's a date code on the sidewall of the tire. It's a small raised oval. It'll be four digits. The first two digits will be the, um, make sure I say this right, the week that they were built. And the last two digits will be the year. So if it says... 4619 that was the 46th week of 2019. So 6 years I'm starting to pay real close attention to the tires um as well as the tread wear, make sure they're wearing good. And then at 8 years regardless of kind of what's going on, if I'm going on a trip, I am not taking a trip on those tires. And I'll give you an instance. I feel like it's story time with Dustin today. That's all right. Had some uh, friends of the uh, company and some personal friends of mine. They had a uh, one-ton, I think it was an E350 or 450 Ford with a V10 in it. Really nice. The tires were eight years old, but the tread was super thick because it was a motorhome, and typically they don't, don't, don't drive it. So I did a pre-trip inspection with them and, you know, did a bunch of different maintenance services to prevent them from having an issue. And one of the things I brought up was a set of tires. Now, when you talk about six, uh, 10 ply tires on a motorhome, that's, that adds up in a hurry. And so that was a little bit of hard pill to swallow when I called and said, Hey, this is what I recommend. They're like, wow, you know, and let me think about it. So they did. Um, they went ahead and replaced all the tires and did all the services. They had a flawless trip, no problems. Well, um, one of the, the techs at the shop had an old, uh, I think it was like a stock trailer. And so he went ahead and threw those on there. It was just an old beater trailer. And within like the first month, he had three of the four blowout on that stock trailer. Ooh. And so, you know, we don't do or sell used tires. We're not in the used tire game. But he's like, oh, you know, it's just an old trailer. It sits around. I do it as well. If I got an old trailer, I'm typically not going to buy new tires and throw on there. But in this instance, that 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 scenario proved to me right there that, hey, I am so thankful that I was persistent on that, that, hey, it's in your benefit to not have a blowout, let alone on a motorhome and on a vacation trip in, I think it was around July or August, so it was a hotter time of the year. Nobody wants to be in that, not to mention on a motorhome or a camper, when they blow out, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Sarah, but like it destroys because you know, campers and motorhomes are not that robust. It destroys a lot of, you know, the fender well or the slides on a camper. I mean, it would have been very detrimental. And uh, that one proved it to me. So now before we travel, if even, you know, they're a few years old on my camper, um, motorhome, etc., I am very picky on those tires. And I would much rather pay up front a little money than on the backside a whole lot of money and I'm stuck on the side of the road with my family. So... Definitely what, not awesome. What's the average price for tires right now? Just kind of your middle of the road tire. So if you have a light duty, uh, which would be like a, a midsize or compact SUV or a passenger car, I would say you're probably going to be in the $130 range to $150. Okay. Now, a lot of times you get what you pay for. So there, if you're a, if you're dealing with a service advisor, there should be some dialogue back and forth about what you're using the car for. Once you start going up into your larger SUVs, half ton, three quarter ton, 
you could be two hundred dollars a tire. I, you could see two eighty a tire. I mean, you could see three hundred a tire for a ten ply. You know, something that's a higher grade tire. Now, I don't buy the cheapest tires, not just because I got money, you know, to to burn by no means, but. I typically run one of my most favorite tire out there is a Firestone Destination AT2 or AT3. I do that because it's a 10-ply tire. The AT2 to 3 is a difference in tread pattern, but they wear, and I get so much more value out of those tires. I pay a little more up front, but I get thirty or 40,000 more miles out of driving those tires than I would a cheaper, you know, say, $20 or $30 less tire um cooper discovery that's what i had run in the past i did not get real good wear out of those tires they cupped really bad um and this is just my personal experience um i'm a big hand cook fan i like hand cook tires they're kind of a good middle of the road um great wear out of those on a truck tire and then for my passenger car tires i really do a little bit of an interview process of what's going to be best to fit them I think with your last car, if I remember right, we put some Falcons on there. Falcons a great passenger car tire. I think you got good life out of those, if I'm not mistaken. I believe those are the ones that I have on my car right now, oh, okay. actually. Oh, and yes, and I still have them. Yeah. Yep. Those those Falcons on my little, you know, like midsize SUV passenger car, wonderful tires. Continental. Um, I've got a personal small car. Um, I actually picked up a used cruise here this last week, Oh! Uh, but it has a continental in it. We're doing some rehab work to it and we'll send it on to another home. So um, those are all great options. A lot of times people don't think that we can source, you know, like Firestone tires. They think they have to go to Firestone or Bridgestone to get those tires. We source them as well. And I run them on my personal vehicle. So huge difference, tremendous amount of faith in those tires. And they have served me extremely well. Perfect. Okay. Two more things on our list, and then we got to take a quick break. Uh, Inspect belts and hoses. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to go about that? So belts, a lot of times a good visual inspection with a good flashlight. If you've got some cracking in there, some significant wear, you can see how much wear as the belt has with the pulleys. So either you are educated as a good high-end DIY or take it to your trusted shop. They'll take a look at it. And then with the vehicle cold, I do a press check on the hoses. Now, cold is important because I don't want it under pressure, but you will feel the degradation of the inside of the hose. Now, that is somewhat of a learned skill. So if nobody's ever felt what a good hose feels like, probably not your person that needs to be doing that. But you can typically judge how much wear inside that hose with how the way it kind of feels and compresses. So Really important to keep you from breaking down and overheating your vehicle. But we're down at the bottom of the hour. We're going to step back into it right after the break. Through complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. All right. Welcome back, Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Sarah, you've got a very comprehensive list over there. Yes. We're road tripping this summer. You know, Memorial Day weekend is kind of that unofficial start to the the summer road trips. So Uh I figured, why not do a road trip show? And, of course, we've been talking about uh, car maintenance. I'll run through the list really quick in case you missed the first couple of segments. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we've talked about checking your fluids, replacing your filters, getting new wipers, checking your brakes, testing your 
battery, uh, checking your AC and your heating, also doing a transmission check. Make sure that you check your lights, whether it's your brakes, your headlights, your blinkers, all of that stuff. Also inspect your tires and also inspect your spare tire as well. Mm. Um, Last segment, we talked about inspecting your belts and hoses. And finally on this list is checking your emergency kit. You know, Mm -hmm. we talk about emergency kits kits quite a bit what you need in them what is going to make sure that you are staying safe on the road in case something does happen now i don't know about you but i do have a emergency kit in my car but every once in a while if i need something and i know it's in my emergency kit i will take it out and sometimes yes i forget to replace it and so that's why i say if you do have a pretty uh good emergency kit and every once in a while you get in it to kind Mm -hmm. of rummage around definitely make sure that you check it and make sure that everything is in there and it's up to par well and i think you've brought this up in the past and it, it, it rings true and i i am not as good of a steward as i should be i will take some things out of there but your emergency kit should transform as the seasons change, mm-hmm. too. Yes. So if you have a bunch of, like, candles, which candles you should always have. I'm a candle fanatic. I I think that everybody should have extra candles. But, you know, we're not going to necessarily be worried about keeping warm or anything like that for the next several months. So hydration is going to be a much bigger deal than it has been. Not that it's not during the winter, but you're going to be obviously perspiring quite a bit more. Um, you know, ways to stay cool. You know, Stacy has these really awesome little battery powered fans that she keeps for Brindley, our little one. Mm-hmm. And so God forbid you lose AC or something like that. You can still keep that moving or, you know, keep that even hot air moving. Um, but definitely you're right. You need to check that stuff off because, you know, a lot of times I run multiple vehicles that I'm doing different things with. Some right. are set up for towing, some are family stuff. And so if I like have, you know, and that's why I guess I have so many redundancies. You know, I've almost to the point now where I have a cordless or corded air compressor in each vehicle because I had robbed from Peter to pay Paul, if you will. And I just figured, hey, I, as cheap as they are, and it's cheap insurance as well, to have that redundancy. So that air compressor, that uh, backup booster box of whatever flavor that you like, extra fluids, first aid kits, etc., very, very important to make sure, hey, it's not out of date. Maybe it didn't melt being in a hot car because, you know, temperatures are going to take their toll on things. So very good. Awesome. Yes. I also made a list of things to pack. Well, what do you got? I know. Okay. So you mentioned this one, but a first aid kit, which I have a really nice one. I think I actually picked it up at Walmart. It's called uh, Just In Case. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And it's got all kinds of things. It's got like little tiny scissors in it. It's got gauze and tons of Mm band-aids, every size. And uh, it's it's really handy. I think I paid like eight bucks for it, maybe 10. Excellent. That stays in my car constantly. Um, But another thing that you need to check off that list is jumper cables or Mm -hmm. a jump pack. Um, Of course, your spare tire. Now, I am, and I mentioned this last week, but I'm doing an endorsement with Avis, the car rental company. And one thing that I noticed about their vehicles that they don't have spare tires. That's pretty common anymore on late model vehicles. Yeah, and it's, well, in this one that I'm in is a 2023, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have one. So I don't know if it just didn't come equipped with it. So I know Kia, and typically they don't come equipped. That was one of the ways that they, I say, fought the 
uh, cafe or average fuel economy standards is they did away with the weight of the spare tire, huh. as well as a little bit of cost to that as well. So they saved a few bucks. Kia, at one point in time, I don't know if they do it now, they actually would supply a 12-volt air compressor instead of a spare tire, which I thought was pretty cool. And as long as you don't have a large, crazy puncture in there, you can probably get it aired up and get to a... Right. Um, I'm not a huge fix-a-flat fan. I have used it. Um, I've changed tires with it. And when you change a tire that's full of fix-a-flat, it gets everywhere. It's really a lot to deal with, and it gets just... It's gross. So... I would use that as opposed to nothing, um, but I prefer the 12-volt air compressor or cordless air compressor of some kind. But you're exactly right. The later model cars are not coming with a spare tire at all. Yeah, so if you are going to be taking your um, your own vehicle and you haven't checked to see if it has a spare tire, just take a peek in there and, and check it out. Well, first. in a dry run of if you do have a spare where it's at and how to get it either out from under the vehicle or... Mm-hmm you know, extract it from the the carpet or, you know, they hide them like the vans. They're almost like in the middle and you have to let it down and they have a hook tool to drag it out from under the middle of the van. So you definitely don't want to be figuring that out on the side of the road. Right. Um, So another thing that, well, it kind of goes hand in hand is definitely make sure that you have some type of jack in case you do have to change the tire on the side of the road. And another thing that I don't think that I've mentioned before in our, our road shows or uh, like maintenance shows, uh, work gloves. Yes. Incredibly important. Make yes. sure you have work gloves. Um, emergency blankets. Uh, it, I recommend having those wherever you go, yes. whether you're going somewhere even kind of warm. Mm-hmm. You you can always use it, even if you're changing a tire yeah. on the side of the road. Maybe ground cover for you. Yep. So uh, cell phone charger. Some Good people, call. you know, sometimes you just forget about those things. <laughs> so don't forget your cell phone charger. Um, another good thing to always have in your vehicle is non-perishable snacks, oh, whether yeah. you're doing, um, you know, like dried fruits or nuts or, you know, crackers, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have those on hand, especially if um, you do get stranded or you get into a traffic situation. Yeah. I know that we reported on this. I think it was like, oh, gosh, maybe two years ago. And it was some I think it was Virginia. I believe you're right. I, or I think somebody, I remember it was this. somewhere on the East Coast yeah. where the. There was a uh, an accident. It was very snowy mm-hmm. and icy, and it was like a 30-car pileup, and there was people stuck on this interstate for yeah. like 24, 48 hours, something like time. that. It was crazy. Yeah. And we talked about, oh, my gosh, like, what if they hadn't filled up? Yeah. Or, you know, what if they didn't have food or drinks in their vehicle? So it's just kind of always good to remember those, those non-perishable Absolutely. snacks and your water as well. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I always advocate for when you go on a road trip is make sure that you have a road atlas or a state road map. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the middle of absolutely nowhere with no signal whatsoever. And I had no idea how to get out of there Mm -hmm. because I was a tourist and I wasn't sure. And well, and I I've seen it. You know, I I enjoy Google Maps quite a bit. I think it does a pretty good job. With the exception, when you get into those rural, unknown areas that are not traveled very much, mm-hmm. um, even the Apple Maps or whatever they call it, I'm not an Apple person, um, I've had that lead us astray quite often. So you're right, having an actual, physical, tangible 
Atlas is very, and they're not that much money. No, I they're think very reasonable. I think I got my Atlas for like twelve or fifteen bucks. I think you and I did a show a while back, and my mom actually went and picked me up one for my birthday, Aww, which was super cool. So thanks, nice. mom, out there. Uh, it's sitting in the top drawer of my toolbox, and it is a current one as well, which is important. Okay. So I need to get it out and make sure I got it in the vehicle before we go on a trip. I don't leave it in the vehicle all the time because I don't want to get it all torn up. Uh, but definitely before a trip, very important. Okay, so they range anywhere from nine dollars oh, yeah. to twenty-six, depending on how fancy you want to go. Money well spent. Yes, and what I like to do is when I'm on road trips mm-hmm. with my Atlas, I'll look at other states and I'll start looking at different things that I want to see, and then I'll just uh-huh. write them on the map. Uh-huh. And so I have all these different little notes That's on my awesome. map. Yeah. So anytime I decide I want to pick up and go somewhere. I already have a list of things I want to go check out. Excellent. That's yeah. great. Okay. So um, back to things that you need to pack. Mm-hmm. We talked about the road atlas. A flashlight. Now, you're kind of like Multiple the, flashlights. You're the flashlight more, connoisseur. More the merrier. I, uh, I, you know, the old adage, one is done, two is one, and yes. three is where you want to be. So as sick as the kids and the misses um, get, I give flashlights a lot for every excuse that I can. And sometimes um, there are certain things that are really important to me. I like a lot of lumens, which is how bright a light is. Runtime is really important. Redundancy of batteries, whether it has a wigwag, which is a flashing light component, or some kind of a strobe component. I've told this story a lot, um, but uh, I stopped in an accident uh, many years ago. And had I not had a strobe feature on the flashlight, it would have been a significantly bigger accident because people did not respond to just the the standard light. But the strobe feature got their attention and it saved, in theory, somebody from crashing into a stalled vehicle. Yeah. Uh, Two more things on here. Uh, Make sure that you pack an umbrella. Mm, I know. That's one one of those things that you kind of forget and you kind of wish that you had it when you don't have it. Uh, And then finally, a tire pressure gauge. And the reason I mention this is once again, I'm in a a vehicle that's not mine right now. And I had to put some air in in my Mm. tire the other day and I didn't have a tire pressure gauge. Ah. So it's just kind of one of those things that typically you have those stored away. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't checked it in a while, if you haven't seen, oh, do I have this in my vehicle? It's it's a good time to check. Like, maybe I should put one in there. Good call. All right. So we got to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right. Welcome back. Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. I got Sarah's blessing to rant just a little bit. I'll allow it. Have you ever... So you recently had a good experience stopping at a gas station and putting air in a tire. Mm -hmm. Have you ever... does it norm? Is that how it normally works no. for you? Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. That has not been my experience. Typically, it's like a buck and a half at some gas station. Sometimes it's 50 cents, 75 cents, which is fine. Whatever. No big deal. But when it lets more air out of the low tire than it puts in, that's when I have the little man temper tantrum there and it's not okay. And that is what initially got me to buy my fir- first 12 volt air compressor mm-hmm. is I'd went to like three. We were on a trip. We were in Florida. So we were in unfamiliar territory. I recognized we had a low tire because I did my little walk around before we left for our adventure for the day and went to three gas stations and none of them worked or they kind of worked, but not enough. It was on a Sunday. So no shops were open that I could run in and say, Hey, you know, I'll flip you a couple of bucks. Just check the air pressure, in my tire, whatever. 
Um, so finally, I drove to an O'Reilly Auto Parts somewhere in Florida. I think it was about $65. I still have the compressor to this day. I have used it, honestly, for other people more than I've ever used it for myself. I've helped people at uh, school events with my kids where I walk out and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? I'm like, hey, I got you. Boom, airs it up. They can get it fixed later. Um, and as well as I check a lot uh, my tire pressure, which most of those air compressors have a built-in gauge, by the way. So I can hook it up, dial it to what I need, or monitor it, and still be able to monitor it and basically kind of take care of myself, if you will. Yeah. So The last time I tried to put air in my tire, we had to go to, like, I don't even know, like four different gas yeah. stations because the air truck was gone. Oh, yeah. People steal them, which is absurd to me. They need beaten but i don't know they'd learn anything from that anyway but uh, why do people steal those very selfish is the bottom <laughs> line they're like three or four bucks on amazon uh-huh. and they'll cut the end of the the hose off I'm like really people it's you know come on be a better person yeah gosh but i want to be able to take care of myself for the majority of the breakdowns i guess that's what's in my mind when i leave A lot of times I will have a spare tire, Mm -hmm. but sometimes, or most of the time, I actually carry two spare tires. You would. I would, because, especially with the camper, um, I typically carry multiple spare tires with the camper just in case. I also carry an additional uh, good aluminum floor jack from Harbor Freight. Um, I do not like the f- the the factory jacks or the jacks that come with your vehicle, so I carry a small, compact, lightweight. They're about a hundred bucks, money well spent. Um, I also get my work gloves. To your point, from Harbor Freight, I buy mm-hmm. them in bulk. They're like five or six bucks a piece. I buy them and I leave gloves in all the vehicles because I'm bad about taking the gloves out of a vehicle. And like one truck will have like six pairs of gloves in it. Yeah. So my rule, or I guess what I'm working to get better at, is that each truck has a designated pair of gloves, as well as I ran into it lately. If anybody out there can see, I got some pretty monster, like, man hands, if you will. Um, So I actually not only buy, like, XL or double XL work gloves, but I keep some mediums in the truck just in case Stacy or one of the kids, for whatever reason, needs a pair of gloves. I keep them new in the package. I leave them wherever the cubby hole that I decide that they go to. And for six bucks, that's just cheap insurance. And it's not that I'm wanting to like make it rain or anything like that for your car care kits, but it's so much cheaper. Have you ever had a breakdown on a trip? Thankfully, I haven't. Okay. We're very fortunate. I will tell you, I have had it a several times throughout my life for various reasons. A lot of times my cars or vehicles were pretty crappy, (laughs) for lack of a better way to put it. And if you have a breakdown on the road, I have seen it, the expense goes up so fast, whether it's just buying a tire at a place you're not normally doing business with, or, you know, your breakdown and need a tow or a jump or a battery or fill in the blank with whatever, holy cow, you can burn through some money. So instead of, and I don't consider that a waste, getting yourself out of a jam like that by no means, but if I can take that money and spend a fraction of it to prevent or have the tools and equipment to deal with the breakdown and the common ones. So I carry a lot of extra fluids with me. I carry obviously washer fluid, but I carry extra coolant, oil, transmission fluid. Um, another small story. I broke down um, in Nevada, Missouri, pulling a trailer years ago. 
And for some reason, I had like seven to 11 quarts of transmission fluid with me. And that's excessive. So I'm not saying do that by no means. But it spit a seal out of the transmission. So I had enough fluid I could at least pour in the transmission, which way overfilled it, to get me to the off-ramp and get me off of the interstate. And I was so thankful for that. So I don't do that as that extreme. That truck was kind of a piece. So that's why I carried so much extra with me. But that same mindset is out there. So extra fluids, um, obviously a tow strap. I do keep a tow strap in most of my vehicles. Don't let just anybody tow you. Um, actually, right across from the station here, I saw a gentleman towing somebody out of a ditch during a winter storm, and it went bad, and he ended up dragging the, the stuck vehicle all the way down the side of a uh, sign pole. And I watched it happen, and the guy was, like, just trying to help. I mean, it was not malicious at all, but the dude jumped out of the car, and I don't know if it went to blows, but it was really bad. So if you're ever curious, you can find them on YouTube, the towing or the, you know, people being stuck fails or whatever you want to call it, fail army. So just be mindful of that. That's something that's pretty important as well. And, you know, I can't fix everything on the side of the road. Um, even with the skill set that I am a professional technician for a few decades at this point, but I can fix a lot of things and I can also prevent a tremendous amount of things from happening. Now I have had a perfectly good tire and ran over something in the road and made it unrepairable. Um, I've had issues with trailers over the years that I've had to do roadside service there. Um, I do a lot of uh, vehicle, I say disabled vehicle towing, I guess, where I buy vehicles and I know they're disabled. And so this is something I deal with all of the time. And even as proactive as you are, um, I have still continued to expand my roadside abilities because of different things that I've had happen over the years, uh, personal experience. So you need to be mindful of that. You need to, you know, continue to hone your skill set. Really, the biggest skill set that I have is the experience and the training that I've had over the years. The tools just expand or amplify that ability to um, help myself, or a lot of times it's not helping me. It's that I see somebody that's stuck, stranded, broke down, whatever the case may be, and I can aid assistance to them and get them out of harm's way. Because being broke down on the side of the road is one of the most dangerous places to be. So having signal lights, having marker cones, I recently ordered some flares. Uh, I got some 30-minute flares that I'm going to add or continue to grow my ability. That uh, that opens up some more doors. You know, God forbid I need signal fire or something like that. Um, I have that ability as well. Have you ever messed with a flare, Sarah? Do we have I haven't, time? but I really thought about getting some. I had a deer, oh gosh, oh, it was yes. like November yeah. or something like that, and I was on... Kind of, uh, I was on a side road and it was very dark, mm-hmm. but there was quite a few people still kind of traveling yep. that road. And I really wish at that point I had yeah. some, some type of flare with me because that would have really helped out because people were still going yes. really fast. People need to be able to see you. And those flares, you know, I've seen them in movies forever. And so when I got them, I ordered them this summer. And I went ahead and arced one and figured out just a dry run because I didn't want to be figuring that out when I hit a deer and was on a crazy back road or anything like that. And you just throw them out there. Be safe. We don't set any forest fires here. Smokey the bear, you know. 
Um, but I threw it out in the gravel driveway just during the day, and I timed it. I wanted to know how long it would run. And you can buy different size and lengths and runtime of flares. But it, excuse me, it basically burned up to nothing. It looked almost like those little um, snakes that you oh, do uh-huh. is what it looked like. And it gave me a lot of, I don't want to say peace or whatever, but I'm like, okay. I can literally just throw that out and somebody will see that and make sure that they don't run into me trying to fix something on the side of the road. Right. Um, a period of my time in the automotive industry, I did roadside service on diesels, on 18-wheelers and tractors and equipment. That's a dangerous job. Like oh, you I can s- imagine. You see the, the, the oh, I forget that towing uh, reality show they had a few years ago. My goodness. You... It really made it real for me that things do happen and you can unfortunately get struck or hit and, you know, that makes a bad day a whole lot worse. And I don't want anybody to be in that in that shape. Well, believe it or not, time flies. We are out of show. Hey, if you guys are out there in Radioland, you have a question or a comment or if you are going somewhere, I really kind of want to know where you're going. Yes, please do. Especially if it's around uh, our little four Mm -hmm. state area. I'm always looking for new places to go. So if you have recommendations, let me know. Uh, You can text us on our text line. That phone number is 417-447-5743. Or you can reach out to us on social media at 1041KSGF. Dustin, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Yes, y'all be safe. Bye.